was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And welcome to episode 112. <laughs> and on this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, YouTube concentrating on podcasting. Tom Ford, now a billionaire. Yes, yes. Just lend me $5, okay? The reason we all should be creating content, right? Uh, possibly taking an L as a creative. And then what is really the biggest mistake for entrepreneurs? Like, let's talk about the real reason. Let's, let's talk about these things. Moose, how are we feeling about this episode? Yeah, big big blueprint talk on this one. I'm seeing real strategic moves happening on this one. So, yeah, I'm excited for this episode. All right, let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now, joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never-before-seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force. But more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And of course, you already know this episode is powered by Ecamm Live, the number one all-in-one streaming platform which allows us to create this podcast. We have pre-recorded videos. We can stream on this on all platforms from YouTube Twitter, uh, Facebook, soon to be Instagram, and more, plus audio isolation, all the tra uh, transitions and effects. Don't have to edit if you want to. Uh, and you can get your 14 day free trial on us at www.nickyandmoose.com slash ecam. That's E C A M M. And get your 14 day trial. <laughs> Moose, how Rock we feeling? It. Man, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I, uh, you know, on the live, I said I was getting a little drowsy with it getting dark so early, but, okay. you know, found some ways to bounce back from that. Cool little family day today. Uh, my cousin actually recently gave birth to uh, hey. a beautiful little girl. Yeah, look, little, 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 so tiny. Such a, it's a little cutie. Um, so they were doing, they were doing <laughs> her baby shower today. Babe. Yeah, it's just, well, I mean, it's just like, you, <laughs> With my big hands, I'm looking at the baby like, dang, you're like half the size of my arm. So, uh, yeah, yeah, nah, shout out to my cousin, man. I heard new baby born, uh, beautiful little girl. So, yeah, check, you know, just hung out with the family at the baby shower today. So, it's uh, it's been cool, man. It's been cool. I'm excited to record this. Shout, shout out to the new baby. <laughs> I mean, we love babies. Uh, for me, um, I'm excited because... I am going to have my very first, uh, yes, first, because I'm not a planner, uh, year planning session with my mm. team. Yes. Um, mm. When this is being recorded, it's done the next day. But um, I'm excited about that because uh, now there'll be, I've always complained about from other situations of clear vision and clarity. And I realize. Shut up about that in other places and create that where you are. So uh, you're planning. 
yes, gear planning uh, session. And I think it's just going to be part one because one is going to be virtual and then uh, the next will probably be in person kind of situation. Mm. Mm. Quality. Yes, yes. Quality. Quality. Let's go. Let's go. You know, I listen to you once in a while. <laughs> not, not all the time. About like not four times time, a year. You know, four times yeah, a year. Yeah. Hey, quarterly's not bad. Yeah, quarterly's not bad. I like it. Yeah, four times a year. But let's get into this episode. So, uh, in the, in the, why did I say in the? In what's popping section. I could have said in the. But in, I'm still going to say, in the what's popping <laughs> section. Look at me. Um, inside of it, you know, there we go. Hello. Hello. There we go. Um, we're going to start off with, uh, YouTube. Okay. I'm tired of speaking about Twitter people. All right. I'm tired of it. Yes. There's more stuff to talk about, but I'm not doing it. So, uh, we're going to go take a shift to YouTube and they just put out a 67 page document about podcasting on YouTube. There has been a major focus on the YouTube front of podcasting, right? And they actually made a whole section. If you go to youtube.com slash podcast, the only thing you're going to see is podcasting, right? So what is great is that they literally gave the best practices when it comes to all us podcasters and What's really good is this kind of translates to anybody who's on YouTube. So you can kind of pick up still some tricks. This is just pure language for the podcasters because this is brand new. So they did some common questions that were were uh, asked all the time. I know for us, one of the things was, uh, do you create a separate channel for the clips? And the full one, do you keep it all in one? But here are some of the questions that were asked as far as one, for those people who already had a YouTube channel, right? Do now, do I have a podcast? Do I put it on my original channel or do I create a separate one? And so they kind of answered that, which podcasts on the existing channel, your podcast is new or relatively new and doesn't have an established audience. You might as well keep it on the same one. Your podcast audience and current audience, uh, current channel audience are similar. Keep it on that one. The podcast is viewed as an additional piece or an extension of your channel content strategy, i.e. a new piece of weekly reoccurring content and keep it on the existing And then podcasts are similar to your channel's current format and style. So if you are any of that, then keep it on your current channel. Now, to have a new one, they said your podcast has an established audience that would actively seek it out. Then get a new one. Our podcast audience and your existing channel audience are different. Then get a new one. Your current channel is filled with content and a podcast is seen as potentially too weighty for your current audience or is dissimilar to your current channel, usual content style slash format. Get a new one. And then your current existing 
podcast is struggling to reach a consistent audience on your channel after a period of time and the data suggests that your current channel audience is different or uninterested in this format. And so, yeah, get a new channel. Now, this is huge for those people who are starting to get in the game of podcasting or who's been doing it uh, a long time. Now, we, well, yes, we have been battling. Okay, we have a whole guap. Once again, for those people who don't know what guap is, it means a lot. Okay, we have a whole guap of videos on our YouTube channel. Was that the smartest thing? And so, of course, they answered that too. Uh, separate channel, separate channels for full podcasts and clips. One podcast channel, which is full podcasts and clips. This is what we do, right? Everything is on one channel. Now, because you want to drive an easier promotional uh, synergy or uh, via sing single channel. Why can't I read? What's happening? Uh, clips are more selected and targeted at reaching new audience with a goal of pushing audience to the full show. So that's kind of our strategy as far as, hey, we're going to do the clips to bring in new people, SEO kind of searches, thumbnails, all looking great, making sure the description is clear. We do that so you can love on the clips, but then want to see the full episode, right? Uh, because one channel enables you to post updates to one unified audience more easily across full shows and clips, because full shows are packaged in a serial manner, manner clips are packaged in a topical slash SEO manner, enabling different discovery methods. So these are all reasons. If you say, yes, this works, then you want to keep that in one channel, right? Now, if you want to do two channels, which a lot of people do, not a lot of people, I won't say, I won't exaggerate, but some of your favorite ones like Joe Rogan or uh, the, the Paul Brothers or uh, Brilliant Idiots. There's a, uh, Mike Tyson does this as well, where it's, there's one that's the full episode and there's one that's clips. Now, uh, here's the reasons why you would do that. Because the production style of your full show and the clips are, I'm not even going to say it, just different. Such as a full show is just the host on a camera, but your clips, uh, you have like B-roll and like casual audiences. Is it's, it's really dope if you have those two different styles. One is just a camera, one is B-roll. Uh, because you believe that there are distinctive or discrete, sorry, discrete uh, audiences that would consume your full show versus the clips and thus the separate channel can better meet the needs of those audiences. So they did a full-blown uh, report for podcasters. I think this is amazing. One thing uh, that I learned from it, well, two things. One, the format of podcasting. They have different ones from like uh, storytelling to interviews to watch a lot we realize that we are a reaction podcast format, right? Yeah. Which 
makes me think of things a little bit different to the point of now I'm going to research reaction channels and what makes because those are huge. So mm -hmm. if the podcast channel is that, then we can now start researching on what can make this a little bit better if that is what we're, we're favoring, right? Uh, another thing that I learned was pretty much from a thumbnail and title situation. Uh, a lot of people are wondering, you know, how do I get my views up? How do I really win on, on YouTube? And really, it's always the first impression and it's the thumbnails and the titles. If you can get that science, uh, then you're going to be winning. And one of the things they said was uh, make sure that your title is uh, 70 characters or less and make sure that the important words, the, the keywords are in the front and not the end. So we're going to be uh, giving this. I, I had a new idea that I wanted to do as far as any kind of things that we find where it's articles or just mini summaries of the episode, I want to give it to our newsletter. So, right, uh, in the description, there will be a link to our newsletter. So this particular document will be sent out to our uh, newsletter people, right? Our email there list. Because uh, we got to grow that. You know what I mean? <laughs> we got to grow that. Uh, we got a good amount right now, so shout out to our email list. But this is going to be given out to our list so you can get that and read and study on it. I'm going to be looking at it because, like I said, this year was going to be a focus on YouTube. And it looks like next year, because I haven't mastered it yet, is going to be another focus. So shout out to YouTube for giving us the free resources and allowing us to share it on our channel. I mean... That's fire, Nix. That's fire. Yeah, no, that's really dope, man. I mean, uh, switching gears onto the business side, uh, more of a celebration than really a, a full, say, blueprint or, or breakdown. But, uh, you know, probably, uh, I guess, okay to cue Jay-Z's song, um, I Don't Pop Molly, I Rock Time For. Y'all remember that? Kind of okay, low, low, all right. You know what I'm saying? Just a drug <laughs> reference, why not? Uh, <laughs> I mean, just a... Uh, Positive, positive. Hey, I don't pop it. You know what I'm just saying? We don't, we don't do that, but we do rock time for it. Uh, I did, I did have a, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be a good episode when you got Nikki laughing this early into it, y'all. Let's, uh, let's do it. I was it. not no, said, expecting the I You know what I did? I literally, I told you I was gonna be on these episodes with my, with my iPad, so I could be doing live research in the cut. And I was like, yo, I know there's a song. I Let know there's a song. It. Google song I, with Tom Ford. Yes, Jay Z talking I about Molly. Molly. <laughs> yeah, I love that song though. That's a fire song. Hey, 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 he's saying he don't pop it though. I'm saying you gotta give him credit. Uh, shout out to the but, the non poppers. You know what I mean? Shout the out to the baby. non poppers. The non-poppers and the what? Tom Ford rockers. Ooh, like that, right? Like I see that. what you try to do. I see what you try to do. <laughs> a little something, man. But listen, no. Uh, Tom Ford reaches billionaire status after Estee Lauder. Hope I said that right. Estee Lauder. Uh, acquire Lauderdale. Okay. I know it's a cosmetic line. Yes. Shout out to my acquired, mom. She wears that. Hey. Acquired, acquired them for $2.8 billion. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
Indeed. Now, pretty cool. They said even after the acquisition, which is due to be completed by the beginning of 2023, Tom Ford is expected to stay on as the creative visionary throughout 2023. So I like this, right? Um, Just kind of my take on it. Of course, I love when someone who uh, builds a brand stays onto it or stays attached to it, at least for some level of time to make sure that it's in good hands. Now, if you don't know Tom Ford's story, pretty cool, right? He actually was involved in the bringing back to life of Gucci. At some point in the mid to mid 90s, Gucci was starting to fall off and he was responsible for helping the brand to come back to life with his creativity and some of the photographers that he brought along with him. And after 10 years there, he ended up leaving when they weren't seeing eye to eye anymore and he launched his own brand, Den. So you look at 2004, 2022, 18 years later, $2.8 billion later, $1.1 billion in net worth later, you start to say, um, okay, hey, good job, Tom Ford. You know what I'm saying? We see you. We see you. But it is, it is a good reminder, man, for a lot of business owners out there that I know, uh, of course, retirement and financial freedom is always a goal for a lot of us to aspire to achieve. But when you hear stories like this and you see that someone like Tom Ford was really in his brand for 18 years, 2004 to 2022, before, you know, this sale, it lets you know that sometimes it's okay to be in it, especially when the value is going like this. I mean, I know Tom Ford, it's not a a cheap brand. Of course, it's a it's a high end brand. But to see it come out with a number like this, this is this is life changing, generational, uh, you know, turnaround type money. So. Stay committed to your long-term vision, man, and uh, congrats to uh, Mr. Mr. Ford. You might have to say that now. Mr. Ford, Mr. congratulations, Ford. sir. <laughs> uh, so let us know what you thought about the What's Poppin' section. Uh, shout out to Tom Ford. I just want $5. You know, I think that's a typical minority answer when somebody makes money. It's like, yeah, let me borrow five. Ben. What are we doing? It's just, just five. This is five. It's, it won't hurt your pockets. It won't hurt your pockets. But let's go into the things you could live without. All right? Things you could have lived without. Now, um, let's start off with anything about Twitter. Okay? Here's our options. First one is anything about Twitter. I don't want to hear about no nothing more about no layoffs. Nothing like that. Uh, besides, uh, I am am here for all of it from the black Twitter side of the possible shutdown of the of Twitter. I don't know if you've seen these memes, mm-hmm. but they they've acted like a whole funeral is about to come in. So they had all the singers <laughs> sing oh, all this stuff. It, it's hilarious. Shout out to Black Twitter. Uh, scared that the app is going to just die. One day. It could be tomorrow, right? Uh, The second option. Uh, Any more of these celebrity divorces that is over 10 years. Like I, me personally, I'm over it. I could live without hearing about another celebrity divorce just because uh, y'all making marriage very scary uh, and Mm. not reachable anymore. I just want to put that out there. Like some of these people are stopping at 20 some people are stopping right. at 16. Yo, what? 
But what are we talking about? What's happening? So uh, I could live without hearing about any more celebrities uh, divorcing over that many years. And then last but not least, I could live without uh, hearing Donald Trump running for president again. The re-election. <sighs> yeah. Um, and we just found out that uh, Donald Trump's Twitter is reinstated as of a couple of minutes ago when we were recording this. So once again, going back to, I don't want to hear nothing about Twitter. So your options this week of things you could live, you could have lived without. Uh, any more news on Twitter? Any more celebrity divorces of over 10 plus years? If you, if you get a divorce after a year or two, I don't care. Um, so, so, so bad, but it's true. <laughs> so bad. Um, and then Trump becoming president again. Okay. Hmm. Let us know uh, if you're watching this uh, live on YouTube. Go on the, the chat. Let us know if you're listening to this or watching the replay or however you consume this. Just comment what you think, right? Just comment. Now, let's get into the blueprint. All right, I'm going to geek out a little bit, um, but I added some business people into it so I can geek out. See, I have a strategy <laughs> through everything that I do, all right? Um, it's an amazing tag team situation. So um, I was doing some research, and uh, the common theme that I was getting was why create content, not how or anything like that. Uh, we've covered... A lot of that in our lives. You better go check out our YouTube lives every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Okay. Slight plug. But uh, I found a great interview by uh, the Hermoses. And Moose is going to go more into who they are and everything like that. But uh, I was very fascinated, one, about their journey, and two, what they talked about with. Uh, with content, but Moose, who are these people? Yeah, so Alex and Layla Hermosi, uh, they actually are now married and they uh, run a company called acquisition.com that just does a lot of money in revenue. Let's just put it that way. They do a lot, a lot of money in revenue. But really cool story, man. They started from, I guess you could call it the bottom. Uh, Alex Hermosi used to have uh, gyms that he owned and ran and then eventually sold all five of his gyms to start helping other gyms build their revenue. And he built this company called Gym Launch, where he learned about offers and how to run ads and creating content and all of that. And all along, Layla, his wife, was along him for that journey. So it's not always a straight path to the top. I was listening to his book, and that's how I kind of learned more about it. But he had a kind of an up and down scare where he almost lost everything bounced back and was able to build up and then eventually sold that company and took everything that he knows and started acquisition.com where he pretty much their whole motto is to give away everything that they have for free so that they can help entrepreneurs scale to $3 million and, and more. And then at that point, they're willing to partner with you to help you grow your company to eight figures and beyond. Mm -hmm. So that's how 
acquisition.com has come about. So really cool, obviously pumping content, but back to you. Well, let's just hear what they have to say. People really need this. They, they need to hear like what it's really like to run a business rather than, I think there's a lot of like flash out there and a lot of misconceptions around it. And I felt like building the business was one of the most painful things I've ever done. It was also one of the best things I've ever done, but I feel like people don't talk about that. We want to document and share everything for free because that is the only thing that's going to live on beyond us. That's the way that we can contribute to society. We don't need the money. Nobody else is doing it. Like. It just feels good to give back and not have to ask for something in return. You know, you, you build a brand. Other pros is we get amazing talent. So we get way more people who, and they already, we don't have to indoctrinate them. They already believe what we believe. And for me, it was that I really genuinely wish, like the guys, my heroes that I looked up to, Elon and, and Warren, wish they had made content. I want to know what growing Amazon in 1997 was like. That was such a loaded, loaded clip of like, why? Um, so I'm going to pick out some of the things that stood out to me as far as one. Uh, of course, I'm going to say the service part, right? That That's combined with uh, I wish some of my favorite founders would have made content too, right? It's always about making the journey easier for our audience, right? And that the content that we create is going to last way longer than than us. I super appreciate all the podcasts, all the interviews, all the mini clips uh, that people put out because I'm learning so much more information than I did in school. Like this is this is stuff that, you know, that and we've spoken about it before where People really pay to get in certain rooms and being in certain social clubs and, and you know, uh, having certain networks to get some of this information. And it's super easy right through our phones that it makes me appreciate the people who are creating it way more than if I was just to read about them in a book or learn about them somewhere else. Like I'm literally, I could type in a topic and all this content is coming out. And the person who comes up more about these particular... Now I'm creating a different connection, right? To where there really isn't an excuse to not learn about certain things. Not in their situation. Not grow a business and scale. Not to, uh, you know... Make some money or, or or create some type of impact. Everything is out there for us, and they are literally doing it just, you know, for multiple reasons. But one is, yo, I want to make it easier for you because it was lonely for us. It was absolutely lonely, and I wished other people would have done it. The second thing that that popped out was the talent situation. If I am growing a business right? And I'm putting out content. People are going to want to be a part of that. They're seeing it all over the place. They're seeing it on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that stuff. And they're like, how do I become part of that? You know, I was, I was a result of that. I, I saw E, uh, those who don't know who, what E or who E is, that's E.T., the hip-hop preacher, a.k.a. Dr. Eric Thomas. Uh, I saw him everywhere. 
And I was like, I want to be a part of that, right? Not because I have a personal connection with him, not even because I went to his event and I saw him or went to somebody's event and saw him, right? It was all based off content. And I was like, I need to be a part of that somehow, some way, right? So for for us, like business owners, if anything, if we need a team, if we need more talent, this is a way as well to get that and to attract that. So their reasonings of the why, not only from an impact status of just the world and people and things like that, but also for selfish reasons of their business, I think it's genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, their 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 method and their cycle for how they do what they do is really really smart if you pay attention to it because you know he has say become social media famous or very popular online by what people think is teaching on about entrepreneurship and some of these other examples, but he's made all of his money from doing mm-hmm. so he's not interested in trying to sell you back the information. He's like, no, I'll just give you that part for free because I've made all of my money from actually doing the things that I'm telling you about. I'm just basically documenting or re- redoing or just going back on my journey and telling you what I did or here's the different things that you might want to know or learn about based on what I've acquired to make it easy for you. Now, what I love is when you think about it, and it's pretty much a, a private equity model, He's helping you get to the level in which you can enter into business with him. Mm -hmm. I think about that for a lot of us who are just trying to rush to transact. Do you have, say, the dedication or the discipline to be able to help your audience get to a level so that they can earn a seat at the table with you? And that's ultimately what their business model has become now. So it's it's really cool when you start to pay attention to what they've done over the last several, several years to see how they're building this and they're just laying it all out there. And of course they work together pretty closely in how they do that. And I think also it's important to note, it's really cool that this idea that you have to be extroverted to be popular on social media or successful with your brand. I love that that idea no longer exists. Mm -hmm. If you spend enough time listening to Alex Hermosi talking, I mean, you can tell the guy is not trying to put on a show for you. He's talking to you and giving you pure hard facts around how to build and grow your business, period, point blank. Right. It's not not a a scene or an act. It's informational. It's educational. But still, one of the most fastest growing brands. I mean, we saw in one of a, a, a video a couple months back or a couple weeks back, one of the fastest growing brands online in the last, you know, several weeks or this year. So. Really, really cool to just see what they've built and what they're doing. And then, of course, that final piece of helping their potential clients or their future clients get the help they need so that they can one day go into partnership with one another. Yep. And uh, we have another viewpoint from Patrick Bet David. That's what his name is. Yep. Yep. Um, and he was having a conversation with Sean Kennel uh, about actually about Jeff Bezos and how Elon Musk gave him some advice about, yo, you should put out more content. And he started Mm. putting out more, uh, which made 
one, his popularity, uh, you know, bigger than what it already was, more personal, right? When the one of the things I heard in the interview, which was funny because uh, I guess he went to a party and his, I think, girlfriend right now, because uh, he did get divorced, so I don't know if he remarried, but his girlfriend right now, I'm going to say, um, and Le- Leonardo DiCaprio had a situation, not a bad, like, not cheating, but I, I think Leo was talking to her and then Jeff Bezos like showed off some muscles on mm. uh, Instagram to kind of make fun of the situation, which made people laugh and it was on blogs and everything. But he was saying, and I, I'll, I'll let you guys hear the clip where we're just not in a world where you can just hide behind your company anymore. So let's listen. One start to realize You know, in today's era, whether you like it or not, we're all naked. There used to be a time we could all just hide and be quiet. It's not an effective strategy today because today, when somebody doesn't say anything about anything, we see them as disingenuous. When somebody doesn't have an opinion about things, we see them as they're hiding something versus here's how I feel about this. Here's how I feel about that. Here's how I feel about this. People are trusting brands more who's a leader at the top, has a position, not necessarily a you know, black and white position, but we know you a little bit versus we know nothing about you because we don't know whether we should trust you or not. I, w- I would love your take on that because yeah. you, you've been coming outside a little bit more. You've been coming outside yeah. on this digital streets. I don't know if that yeah. was, if that's a reason. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think it's, uh, I'm, I'm glad the way it happened for me personally, but I think what he's saying is spot on. It's important for people to know where you stand because everything has become a lot more personal or personal bull, I guess is the better way to say it in today's era. So to be able to hide behind some form of brand or company or no name, no image, no nothing, it's becoming more difficult to do today because everyone is expressing some form of talent or thought around who they are, what they stand for, and bringing that like highest level of authenticity to the forefront. And that that's becoming a lot more attractive or just a lot easier to do business with. And so in seeing that, I have become a little bit more accustomed to just sharing and I've removed a lot of my emotional attachments from what the numbers are saying, what the comments or any, like any of the algorithm things, I've been able to remove my attachment from it and I'm really able to build a consistent muscle now and just being able to put things out. Uh, and aside from that, I am starting to see the table turn a little bit because people who might've just been either bystanders or people who just see you in crossing and like, okay, it's cool that you're here, but whatever it is, what it is. And then they start to see the consistency and the fullness of what you're about. They're like, oh, I guess I didn't, I didn't know. Wait, can, wait, can you? And I, and, and it's opening up some unique opportunities. And now that I'm seeing it, Not that I want to be opportunistic in a way. I'm just recognizing the importance in today's era. You cannot live without branding or marketing yourself, period, point blank. So now I'm just taking that overall encouragement and going with it. But specific to what he said, too, people want to know what side of the fence you stand on. 
you got to get a little controversial with them. You got to say some things that that go against the grain sometimes and and not try to be politically correct anymore because politics is not politically correct anymore. Mm. <laughs> like the the thing that used to be super oh no, you can't say this because you have to get votes. Even in that game, they're not politically correct anymore. And so I think as business people, it's really opened up the spectrum for us a little bit or even as creatives or personal brands it shows you that there's more room for your personality, especially if you can spin it towards the thing that you want to be known for or you want to do to help others, you know, just excel and grow. So it's it's a really good time to be online right now, I feel. Yeah, and I, I'll say that we have to look at the companies that we love, the Apples, the Amazons, I'm, I'm not going to say Twitter. I'm going to go back to Tesla. <laughs> go back to Tesla. Um, it's, it's all driven by a person, right? Um, sorry, Tim Cook. We still say Steve Jobs, right? Mm-hmm. We, we still do. Even though, Tim, you're doing great. Did a good job, yeah. Do, you're doing yeah, amazing. True. Not saying nothing negative about you, but when we think of Apple, it's still... Uh, burnt in our head about Steve Jobs, right? Amazon, Jeff Bezos, right? Tesla, and not even, and shout out to to Elon Musk because he sold PayPal, made a whole guap of money. We don't say Elon Musk, PayPal, they right? They don't remember we, that, yeah. Right, we don't remember. But uh, they they saw something, right? And they said, you know what? I'm going to be the front runner. And so people can understand more than just relying on marketing and advertising to say the vision, to say the story. I'm going to let you get to know more about me. Like that's really the difference between Microsoft and Apple, a person. Big facts. Big facts. We respect Bill Gates, right? Mm -hmm. But we don't know Bill Gates, right? Some of the, the computers could possibly be better in Apple, we rock with Apple, right? So for anything, uh, based off this, this section of, of this content talk, they, we've given multiple reasons of why you should be doing content. And I think my personal favorite, and I, I'll, I'll get yours, Moose, but I think my personal favorite one when it comes to this whole section is just the part about being what we didn't have. I'm, I'm, I, I like that part. Like I would have loved to know instead of just the interviews that we see as Steve Jobs, just like more content, like him personally does. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. more from, uh, you know, maybe even some of the, the past presidents. Why not? Why not? Right? Yeah. As as much content we have from a particular one, I would have loved more from maybe the past ones to understand it, right? Um, I think just getting more of the blueprint from the past so we could have made our journey quicker, but that's okay because we have to be the change that we didn't have before. So for me, that's my favorite one, just being what we didn't have. What about you, Moose? Yeah, yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree on that though. Not for nothing, because I think back immediately to my childhood days of wanting to, 
you know, be a, a pro baseball player. And I wished, wish I would have been able to watch the players behind the scenes, not just during the game. And growing up, you know, before social media, of course, at the time, that was not something that you ever saw. So to ever see anything just of them, how they prepared or what do they eat or what do they do away from the field, that was always something that I was super hungry for because it felt like it was something that I can use and learn from immediately. So I got to agree with that. That That is pretty dope. And, and to open it up to more business people and, and others that uh, we look up to and admire, of course, that's super helpful. Mav, listen, Mav Carter, if you, uh, you know, if you ever want to, you know, <laughs> expand the brand a little bit, please, yeah, share some more game, man. Nah, oh, you would have been mad. Side note, uh, you would have mm -hmm. been mad. He was in VA at this uh, Pharrell, um, like, entrepreneurship thing. It was like a couple of days, and I got invited and I didn't go. Mm, oh, come on. Now, yeah, you got yeah, yeah, yeah. to see the... Yeah. I, I wanted to blame it and be like, well, Muth would have wanted to be there. So since he's not here, I'm not going. That's a good oh, excuse. That was one That's of the reasons. Shout out to Mario. He invited me. He was one of the speakers at a, oh, a part of it. Um, and I was like, I can't see Mav without... Moose, that's weird. Yeah. That's nah. super weird. So you're my homie. I, I appreciate that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so please create more content, people. And we got a really dope, like, since you mentioned, like, content about from your favorite players. Shout out to uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey. He does an amazing uh, series after he does his football game and things like that. We're going to go over that in the after show because uh, he uh, interviewed uh, our friend, our family, uh, Toby. Uh, shout out to Toby, who is uh, yeah. Grammy nominated. Hello. Come on. Come on. Shout out to Tobe. Um, I've been celebrating him all week. Uh, but let's talk about this, this or that section. Okay. Uh, Shout out, Let's see, I, I promise, we just need to have an EYL section, right? Um, we need to really have just an EYL section. Uh, so EYL, and this is one of the, the interviews that really like inspired me in InvestFest. I'm still waiting for that. Tell me. Uh, the, the Tyler Perry one to drop, but the Steve Harvey one was really, really, really fire, right? And he says something in there that I actually wanted to have like a, a discussion about because we hear often that the biggest reason uh, for entrepreneurs to be stuck, not to do certain things, not to execute is literally uh, because they just don't start. So let's just hear what Steve Harvey has to say before. I really go into why I don't know if that's the real reason. So let's go. Hardest thing is to start. Start, man. Most people are frozen with fear and you frozen with the how-to. You can't figure out how to make a million dollars so you never start. You ain't got to know how to make a million dollars. Who told you that? You got to start, man. You got to take a leap of faith. Quit tripping yourself out of the blessing because you worried about the how-to. God ain't nowhere in the Bible told you to figure it out. 
He said, ask, believe, receive. Then he said, faith without works is dead. Mm. So first off, that is a fire, fire clip. Okay, fire. Um, my only debate, right, about this is I don't, and maybe, and maybe this is where I'm a little deep for no reason, but I just don't think it's just because they don't start because they don't have faith or whatever it is. There's something like deep down inside of just like, it's not about the how, because I know a lot of people. I'm actually very close to one person who, if they don't know the how, they're just in the same place because they know how to do this particular one thing, right? And that's all they feel comfortable about, and that's what they're going to do. But because I understand a few people that are that way, it's not just that. It's a deeper meaning of whether it is I really haven't seen this anywhere else, whether it is uh, a pure doubt inside of them, whether it is um, not feeling supported. I think there is a deeper thing than you're failing because you don't start. Like, mm-hmm. can we get more to the root of the issue of why you don't start than just blanket statement, even though it's true. I'm not Steve Harvey. Hello. If you're watching this, <laughs> I'm not saying it's not true. Okay. Right. I think that's very surface level, right? But I think there is a a deeper conversation that needs to be said about why people don't start. Um, And I don't even know how that gets started, but it's, we're not always going to know the how about things. Not, especially if we are people who are creating our own lanes on things, there's not a how. There's not going to be that, right? It's it's going to be, do I have enough belief in myself? Do I have, uh, and some people do need the backing, right? I get it. Some people are going to move without the support. And I'm not even saying just family, just somebody. Hey, you got this, Right. There's, there's going to be some people that truly need that. And I don't want to hear, well, it's not meant for them. If they don't do mm-hmm. it in this kind of way, they're not meant for this lifestyle. Like, that's such BS. It's so annoying, right? Mm-hmm. It's just it's so annoying. If they don't sacrifice this amount, they're not meant for this. If they don't move in this way and can't figure it out, they're not meant for this. Like, some people truly just need the guidance for them to start, right? And maybe it just takes certain people longer. And I get it, the, you know, the, the motivational kind of just start. Get it. But mm-hmm. let's have that conversation of why they're not starting. Yeah. It's a deeper yeah. meaning. But that's just, I, maybe I saw too, too into it. I don't know. But I loved it. Because as the surface level person that I am, of like, there were certain things that triggered with me. I was like, damn, you're right. I don't need to know the how. All right, I got it. Right? Yeah. Bang. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Hence why I'm doing a, a year planning session uh, 
tomorrow, right? Or whenever you hear this, the year-long session kind of thing, right? Cool. Go and go. But there's other people that may take 20 years to finally feel warm and fuzzy about certain things. How can we... How can we push them or make them? Because the first step is always about identifying. So what would that even look like for them? Yeah. You know, I think for me, man, the only thing that kept coming to my mind as you were talking and and definitely you said the word belief, which I agree. Part of it is that is being able to have some level of belief or or faith in in your ability or just the journey that things will unravel as you go. But the other part, I feel it's either misinformation or missing information. You know, Mm. I I feel that's part of it, too, because my my thought process is uh, someone in that person's psychology, they started to believe that I have to have all my ducks in a row beforehand for this thing to work. Right. And so if that's your if that becomes your paradigm or your idea around this is the only way success can work out in my favor then you're never going to start because in your mind, you don't have it. You don't have it ready yet. Now, if you get a different level of information or a different type of information and you can start to truly believe into it, you start to really see that you will never be ready. You will never have all your ducks in a row. You actually get to a a very special place when you can give it your all and know that even then, it's still not going to be ready or go according to plan. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yes, take your time and plan, but within your plan, know that things are not going to go according to plan. The minute you can muscle up the courage, I feel, to, to really start to take action, with that in mind, something special really begins to happen because, uh, like they say, what, luck favors the prepared? It's like, oh, you're lucky. Well. I was prepared, though. <laughs> Luck must have come my way for a reason. And so I, I do get it. Like, I get it's both sides. But I also got to say it's either a lack of, say, some level of growth, like personal growth, to think that that's the only way you can succeed. And then somewhere along the journey, the information that you were given is the only information that you continue to believe in. Not ever thinking that way. Well, let me study other people because I'm big on that too. I'm big on taking other people's credibility or other people's journey and taking the the, the ingredients of it and saying, okay, well, how can I maybe apply that into my journey? And when you start to see that every single thing that started, it didn't start great. There were always a ton of revisions and it cycles, meaning that once you master it, you got to go through that process again to make it better. It never stops. And so when we stop thinking of, of success as just this one-shot thing and we get to a final destination and it ends, you start to become better at it because you realize that success and greatness is a rhythm. It's something that you flow and follow into and it has a routine. And if you can just follow that same cycle with whatever little creative moves that you got to make within it, you start to find the rhythm of success. And so... That's why I feel it's a combination of missing information or misinformation. And then, of course, that belief, because in your mind, you're thinking, well, maybe it'll never be me or, or maybe I don't have it yet or, or it doesn't happen for people like myself. And that's not the truth. I do believe it happens for everybody when you start to pay, pay attention to different types of information. 
Okay, so let's talk about that, right? So the, because I love how you said the personal growth, right? So the the misinformation or no information, right? A solution for that would be what? Just start reading, start watching stuff, start getting yourself in the room. Like, what would you say? Yeah, definitely. Uh, all of what you just said, but pair that with belief, because I think the you know the the example of the at least the two people that you mentioned. What I know about them is that they are in the room, mm-hmm. but the belief component is missing. Right. Because it's like you have the information, you have the examples, you have the blueprint. Okay. You see a lot of different people doing it. OK. Well, I got it. Wait, I got a follow up. I got a follow up. <laughs> I got a follow up. OK. So. So what would give them the belief? Because, OK, we could get deep and it could be on a faith status. And I don't think if we're talking about a particular person, that person struggles with the faith part. So, yeah, what? What would help with the belief? Because there's not, yeah. because like a blanket statement of a solution would be like create small wins for, from right. my standpoint as, as no, an answer, real. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. After that, because to sit there and say certain people didn't have, yes, people were doing like this, like secret code of a conversation, but you may be feeling this too. Okay. So this particular person has small wins, has seen multiple small wins, and yet there isn't a belief strong on faith. So, but there still isn't a belief having people saying, hello, Mm. you're that person. What is wrong with you? Still no belief. What other steps do you believe and we're using belief and believe a lot. Sheesh. Mm. Um, do you believe for those people who are in that same thing that has the support, that has the faith, that has the momentum, uh, or not even the momentum, because maybe the small wins doesn't even give them the momentum. What else can can provide that? Yeah, stop. stop. Yeah, I mean, look, you're, you're almost like pulling out the spiritual side of me. Um which is which is come something on. that I, you know, it I, has I to come to out. It. it has to come out yeah. once in a while because you're strong on that. So I got I got to yeah. I got to trigger you on some something. Because when you talk like that, it's great. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, recently here here's kind of like my my newfound idea around it, right? And and I don't mean this to offend anybody, but but I do believe that uh, people who say that they are believers, they tend to be the most hypocritical people, right? And, and, and that might upset some people. But here's why I'm saying that. How can you say you're a believer, but you're allowing the fear or the, the, the whatever lack to stop you from the things that you say you believe in? But, but that, that's, that's one some, of the most... You, hip- yeah, you hurt some people's feelings on that. Jesus. But I'm telling you because that was, that was like my legitimate experience. Right. And, and, and when you stop, when you start to approach this with a logical standpoint, you start to really see some of the contradictions or the gaps in your own behavior. So for me, I was someone walking around saying, yes, I'm Muslim, I'm a believer. But then whenever I would not do something, my main reason for not doing it was because of fear. 
And so at some point I had to stop. And this was, again, before social media and this idea of faith over fear started to sound really attractive. I just sat down and I looked at it from a logical standpoint. How can you say you're someone of faith, but the reason why you're not doing the things that you know you want to be doing or supposed to be doing is because you have fear? Now, I'm not, now I'm not a scientist, but isn't the idea of having faith is to believe that <laughs> you get me? So, so I started to see, and then, but, but that's why I go back to the personal development because in my own development time of really pressing and trying to build the fear to make the, the, excuse me, to build the faith and make the faith muscle stronger than the fear muscle, I started to, to come to more of an, a spiritual enlightenment, which more, was more of a peaceful one. And I said, the only thing I fear today is to lose my relationship with God. That's the only fear I have. I don't fear nothing else. I don't fear no man, no woman, no loss, no uh, money, no power. I don't fear it because I know my faith powers all of that, right? It completes it for me. And so when you start to process your spirituality from a logical standpoint, just for a little bit, because to some extent, some people will say, well, faith doesn't make sense. We're, we're told to believe in the things that you can't see. Agreed. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. But for some areas of it, if you were to just process it from a logical standpoint between what you believe, what you say you believe, and the things that you tell yourself, you would start to remove a lot of the gaps or identify some gray area like, wait, that don't make sense. How you say you believe this, but this is the thing that you're telling yourself. And, they, and, and just little by little, as you cancel some of that stuff out, you at least get, get a hint of the changes that you got to make. And, and that, th those are just the changes that have happened for me. I mean, you, you can't tell me otherwise. A kid who didn't speak English, was bullied and made fun of, you know, th this whole experience to th the relationship I have with myself today. Forget, forget the, the external world. I really am proud of myself. Like, I can sit here and say, I feel good. I don't, I don't take things personal. I, I don't get defensive as much as I used to. I don't get emotional as much as I used to. I don't get revved up as much as I used to try and show I'm all macho and big because I'm good now. You know, like I, I worked that inner part of me and I realized that a lot of people who don't have that experience, it's not, it's not that you don't have it or you don't deserve it or you can't be it. You just got some work to do. And if you were to remove some of those contradictions between what you what you say you believe and the things that you actually believe, that that that's the gap. That's when did the gap. that happen for you? The last year, when I got married too, I think I think. Uh, so people yeah. get married or get married again. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that mar marriage. Yeah, marriage has been beautiful for me, man. I think marriage marriage put up probably the biggest mirror, uh, you know, like personal mirror. Because, like I said, every, every step revealed something different, but definitely getting married and, and having that mirror there in front of me helped me to see a lot more of myself in ways that I didn't see before. And, and for you to solve a lot of those marital issues, the minute you get emotional and you start blowing up, the solution is out the window. And so I started to channel you know, that control a little bit. And then I started to slowly but surely start ripping away my emotions and my, my ego or that attachment from what feedback I was getting because that, 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 was, that was bad.
And uh, yeah, man, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for my wife and I'm grateful for, uh, for God, first and foremost. Nikki said be spiritual, so y'all going to get the, the, the well, Friday, I, I, I was guess. Gonna, <laughs> I was going to say, you, based off uh, like our relationship, every uh, Ramadan season, like I see growth within you. So that's why yeah. I like when you talk about this, mm-hmm. because each year it's something of like a new aha moment based on because it's like if you go back into our lives and podcasting, yeah. you will know when he goes through that. Right. Shout out to my mom. It's like, it's, did he eat today? <laughs> like he looks cold. Like, <laughs> yeah. But but I see that. um and, and I think that it's it's cool because I know even some people who are close to you who would just has seen your growth that are like, yo, I want to they're not Muslim or anything. That's like, yo, I want to be part of that because I mm-hmm. see your growth. So that's why I like you talking about this because of your own personal growth with everything. Plus, shout out to wifey. Hello. Love you. Still love you. Um <laughs> But because some people really just need to hear that side of it, too. And that's why I did play. I didn't leave out the part where Steve Harvey uh, spoke about about God or anything like that, because I still think from like just a higher power standpoint, we have to hear that because a lot of the things that we move when it comes to entrepreneurship, aspiring entrepreneurs, uh, it does have to go about faith. And that is some things that we don't see or touch or anything like that. So it does take that that understanding of having faith first for it to translate in other things that we do. What I will say is that something that I'm still working on as far as having faith in man, period. Mm, yeah. Right? Yeah. I have faith in the situation. I have mm-hmm. faith mm-hmm. that it will work. I mean, I have faith in you that it'll work because you're human. Right. Right. And right. so that's something that I'm still working on and understanding that if I have faith in the situation, period, that the pieces that are placed in there, I still have to have faith in that, too. That's it's hard. That part mm-hmm. is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I was going to say, I think the final balance to it, and, and it's actually to exactly the point that you're making, it's to have faith, but no expectation from man. Mm. So it's like, I have faith in the creator and I'm, I'm going to do what I got to do, but I don't have an expect, I don't expect that you're going to, like, if, it, if, if I get it, oh, wow, that's a bonus. Thank you. But I'm not banking on it from, from man. So to your point, I do think that 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 will save you a couple of disappointments or heartbreaks, the listeners I'm saying, and hopefully Nikki too. But <laughs> I think that uh, that's the final piece. I like that. Uh, so shout out to everybody who listened or watched to the end. We appreciate you. Shout out to the people who leaves reviews. We're reading them still. Fire. On Apple, we have over 200 reviews. Wow. Fire. So continue to leave those reviews. We read them. We love you. Uh, follow us everywhere at Nikki and Moose, um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We actually have a handle now, at Nikki and Moose. 
you can find us very easily there, right? Um, Twitter, if it continues to live when you hear this, I, I, I don't, I don't know anything <laughs> about it right now. Just continues uh, to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and TikTok. Shout out to Dalton who runs our TikTok. Shout out to Kurt who runs our it, our Instagram. Shout out to those two. Uh, Moose, final words. Yeah, when it starts to work is when you need to apply pressure. For many of us, we start to take our foot off the gas because we're starting to see that we're no longer where we started. But I'm telling you, if you want to continue to grow, apply pressure when it starts to work.